hearts on fire did all strong yeah um welcome everyone did you look up the lyrics i did look up the lyrics and i thought like for a second i was like i'm gonna sing this song i'm gonna belt it but then i decided not to uh-huh. so you know uh the, the hearts on fire song from the movie we're covering today um hello everyone uh this is the lazy cinephile podcast where we love movies but we're not dicks about it um quick housekeeping uh yes we did take a little break for a week because uh-huh. i had a medical emergency nice. i am okay everything is good we should be resuming as normal but yeah. i just uh that, that that is what happened and uh yeah we're uh yeah it was concerning it, right. it, was, it was concerning and i literally like could not sp- speak for a while so mm. yeah. it was it was just it was pretty much as feasibly impossible for the for this to come together um so we we decided to take that whole time off and we're back here doing what we were said we we're going to do last time with rocky four and you can see this on hbo max as mentioned and yeah so we're gonna cover this movie it's gonna be all fun fun and games and then after that we're gonna do a horror and rom-com recommendation and then after that we're gonna talk about whatever we want in a segment we call lazy talk yeah and i'm sorry i'm a little low energy everybody um my my voice and my all that is still recovering slightly from it and i'm trying not to go too crazy here but it should it should still be a fun conversation still be because we got a lot to t- <laughs> we have a lot to talk about with this very short movie with very little in it <laughs> um did you ever introduce me feel like you didn't oh i didn't no oh i may and that's luke hi yo serious renos yeah okay luke, yeah 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 okay luke there is a, he's a he's a wonderful man he's a wonderful boy he's a he's a beautiful boy he he, he he likes movies he's liked movies for a long time um yes i have yeah yeah um uh-huh. is one of those movies that you like rocky four no the movie that we're covering today oh you do not like rocky four well, well guess what luke hmm. i'm not a big fan of this movie either <laughs> Yeah, it was it on this watch that like you thought that or like uh I I I've I've had a very ever shifting band with my relationship to how much I like this movie cuz like you mm-hmm. know as a kid this movie was awesome. <laughs> uh-huh. The more I grow older though, the more it's like eh. <laughs> it's it's uh, it it gets a little not great. Mhm. So, right. See, so, yeah, okay, um, Rocky Four follows the the, the titular Rocky yet yes. again on his fourth mm-hmm. chapter, as I like to call it, Rocky Four, or, or how I learned to stop worrying and love American propaganda. Of course, yes. Um, it it follows him after uh, a new a new fighter appears from from the east, Russia. His name is Ivan Drago, and he's like, "Yo, Ivan, my name's Ivan Drago, and I'm gonna." I want to get you. I want to get you, and I'm going to get you, America. And so he he goes into an exhibitionist uh, fight with Apollo Creed, and then absolutely fucking murders him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. Spoilers, by the way. <laughs> I, I told you. I, I I'm still recovering a little bit. I apologize. Um. Yeah. So he, he murders him in the fight, not like you know intentionally, but um. So then after that, there's a. Uh, a search of heart and soul of Rocky to go to Russia and train up his heart and soul to eventually beat Drago. And that's the and entire body. I mean, and yeah. sure. <laughs> and that's the entire story of this film. There's no more nuance. That's it. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, I guess there's more nuance than that. Yeah. I mean, you know, I was thinking that the Russians were nuanced at first. I was like, cause like they were actually being more respectful at the beginning and you know, as America's being aggressive and stuff, and they're like, you know, treating them respectfully. They said that Carl Wetters was like, uh, the well, not Carl Wetters, uh, Creed, Apollo Creed, yeah. Uh, he's that well, is respected in Russia and stuff. Mm-hmm, yeah, yeah. But then like they, he he kills uh, Creed, and he's like, if he dies, he dies. Right. And they just very cold about the whole that they killed him. They, they I feel like the movie felt like it. They had to make him like a straight villain had to make him like this hateful like awful like thing you know mm-hmm. basically creed 2 is this movie is fixing this movie yeah in the series context um <laughs> yeah it's real weird because i really like drago mm-hmm. as a villain i think in terms of like how dangerous he is he's probably the most dangerous person rocky ever fights in all these movies yeah, he does steroids. He has the however many pounds of two hundred sixty yeah, pounds, which, five foot six. Is that like yeah. a legit thing? I have no idea. <laughs> <laughs> I I know that Arnold Schwarzenegger helped him train to get to this level. 
Mm. So, I mean, I don't doubt it. Okay. <laughs> and, you know, Dolph Lundgren isn't known for being a small man. So, mm-hmm. so I mean, who knows? Um, yeah. yeah, it's... it's Yeah. I guess... And we, then, like, at the end, the movie, like, really sides with Rocky, like, with, like, America and stuff, and they beat Russia and whatever. Even though Rocky, you know, is like, you know, if we, if we can change then everybody can change yeah it's still it's still like the the it's still like the american coming to russia and saying hey we can all be better right you'll be better right <laughs> uh-huh. it's it's still like <laughs> it's disgusting yeah. <laughs> yeah um um so yeah the elephant in the room obviously is that this is like so the first three rocky films were fairly character driven dramas with boxing in them they were all generally around a very insular journey of the characters and what the and their lives meant for them whether it be boxing or their relationships this one seemingly cares about none of that um in terms of character evolution only the grief of apollo creed really matters in this movie Mm -hmm. and that even by the end isn't even seemingly what the movie cares about um yeah these are more cool with drago now right and it, and then also at the and also at the end at the end they, it's like very explicitly stated that the title is not for about here this is just strictly an exhibition fight this fight essentially means nothing other than to see if who will, will win here mm-hmm. so yeah it's <laughs> the the elephant in the room with this movie essentially is like yeah that that this kind of exists in this weird pocket of not only movies but history in which america was taken over by cold war paranoia america versus russia and Mm -hmm. all that and um obviously me and you did not live through this time we cannot directly speak to how it felt Mm -hmm. but as people that existed after this is long gone i feel like we have an interesting perspective on how it ages and the things that stick with the story and all that I love some Cold War paranoia films. I love plenty of action films that just have Russian bad guys in it. <laughs> when uh-huh. Bond 25 was was um, announced with Danny Boyle at the front and they said that Russians were going to be the villain, I thought that was a great idea because I thought that would break, bring it back to the old Cold War era style espionage <laughs> oh, yeah. stuff of the past. Like, I mean, I'm not opposed to these dynamics being explored in film, even in like just a cheesy action movie way. But... Yeah. um. Regardless of this not being an action movie, I don't think that quite hurts it. This movie also wants to be taken seriously in that way at the same time. It's mm-hmm. the most cheesy movie ever made, debatably. Uh-huh. It is held up as one of the cheesiest movies ever made. It's one of the banners of cheesy in film. Yeah. And, and but then at the very end, it wants to give like a sincere message about the geopolitical nature of America and Russia. Yeah. <laughs> it's like, and look i get it it's it's not so it, it is like i think what i by the people that like this movie it seems that they look at this movie as nothing but pure fantasy like that this is a fantasy film uh-huh. all i harry potter lord of the rings almost yeah and i can see if you view this movie like that why that could work for you yeah. because like emotional things and like even like things that could kind of apply to real life can work in a fantasy film if you take it away from that context. But when the first three movies very hard or not that even three is not at all <laughs> as over the top and crazy as this movie is. Mm-hmm. It's very hard for me to make that jump. I feel. Yeah. I mean, I can see the appeal and like the montages being like really fun for a lot of people mm-hmm. and being like, I still think it's fun. I, like I'm not like, I don't, <laughs> like I don't think this is a particularly like, great movie, but I still enjoy this movie. I'm mm. never bored. <laughs> oh yeah. yeah, yeah. So yeah, it's a. Uh, but it was cut down to 91 minutes. Um, as far as I could tell in my very brief research I did right before doing the episode, um, mm-hmm. I couldn't find much. Um, why that was done, I do know that there was a director's cut released very like very re- recently, as in like within the last six months. Oh really? It was released like in theaters for like a day, and is on Amazon Prime for rent. I know it's also about 90 minutes. Hmm. Okay. Um, so, and I know that like, I know like some, some changes in it. Like I'm like, some things are blatantly taken out. Like the robots not in the movie anymore. Mm-hmm. And there's like some weird differences in it. So I mean, maybe that's a better movie. I've heard it's a more, it's the more thoughtful drama. 
yeah out of them okay so i don't know maybe this is maybe this isn't the movie that sylvester wanted to make it's possible even though he by by the way he talks about it he seems to like it yeah i think i remember he rated it like alongside the second one yeah which is insane (laughs) um yeah yeah, and, and like in part of me thinks that maybe he just hasn't said that because he's like a class act and doesn't want to say that but then again he's totally fine talking trash about rocky five. Oh yeah so like i don't know what's up with that mm-hmm. but uh Man, yeah so robot i robot is weird i guess the role yeah okay we're the, the ro- another elephant in the room the robot <laughs> yeah and paulie was like having sex with it or something was he what? <laughs> <laughs> i know he's he like, like that's changed- my girl and like right i mean I don't know if he's what's actually doing that. Maybe but... we just have like a negative context towards who Polly is. Because <laughs> uh-huh. Polly sucks. <laughs> yeah. I, I had some of the funnier moments in this movie. I mean, with the birthday stuff and like, I kind of liked his kind of reaction against Rocky, I guess. Yeah. But yeah, uh, there's a few times like, especially during that final bit where he, like, you just see his face as like Rocky gets up again and he's like, what the hell? <laughs> it's like, how are you getting up? You know, it's mm-hmm. like, there's some funny bits here yeah. and there. And he also finally, like, before the fight, like, like tells Rocky that, like, he actually appreciates him, like... Right, yeah. For him. There's finally. Like, but... You really do get, like, a sense of respect as they build up through the fight, which I like a lot. I think that's a really cool thing that happens. That I honestly... I think the Creed movies, actually, are probably what I'd say really fine-tuned that idea. Mm-hmm. And, uh... And Rocky Balboa does that quite well as well. Mm. Um... Yeah, but this is kind of the watermark of the series of, like, when it got most crazy and yeah i don't know i i feel like it's just like this movie is so different than the others even rocky five like people say rocky five is the worst one. rocky four is the worst one <laughs> mm-hmm. yeah it's like rocky five at least like i don't even like i don't even care about the back to basics element of it bringing back the old director setting it back in the streets of philadelphia again mm-hmm. i don't think that, that necessarily means it would have been good yeah i think it just generally seems to care about the idea of who the characters are in the in it more because this mm-hmm. movie essentially to me feels like a side quest yeah that kind of explains what happened to apollo creed in between movies yeah he died yeah. right yeah it's like it's like to me that like the rocky series feels like a comic run and then like this movie feels like 3.5 and then rocky 5 is just the fourth volume mm-hmm <laughs> yeah just, his motivation wasn't really clear to me like he was like one revenge against like drago kind of as in like or justice for creed it's, you know bring his legacy back it seemed like that right but when he's talking to adrian justifying himself he says that he was born a fighter that's who he is implying that like he has to do this and he's just like feels this that's drive to do it creed said before he fought drago was like he had the he's a fighter and he never changed from that it's like so i was thinking about this during it i do think there is like a slight link between the whole cold war idea and the character stuff they do try with this movie because a lot of it is like the characters and the countries by extension trying to get over their own impetus their own ego their own like specific ways that they feel like they have to be to eventually grow respect for the other human being and sort out your differences i guess mm-hmm. it's naive and simple but i understand the idea it would have worked a lot better if it was just the character rocky balboa <laughs> yeah like i would have much rather that like i don't know like this movie exists and it was just like the exact same character ivan drago except he was just a russian in america <laughs> there wasn't yeah. any like giant like this is russia versus america you know yeah all that kind of thing mm-hmm. like because like I mean I would like <laughs> I don't think my idea that I just pitched was like perfect or anything by a long shot, but I I just like all of this weird geopolitical stuff is so like out of nowhere to me. Yeah, it opens with a shot of the two gloves of the American flag and and the Russian the flag and the USSR, Union. right? Yeah, right, right, yeah. yeah. <laughs> of just punching each other and exploding uh-huh. to eye of the tiger. Uh. <laughs> yeah, there's probably no Rocky name in this. Very sad. Yeah. I mean, yeah. um except at the very end there's the when, when... yeah right right yeah you, i mean sure yeah. well no 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 it's not it's a uh... no it's the oh i see once he wins mm-hmm. um right but like eh. <laughs> <laughs> it's 
and and even then like when you hear it there's like freaking like the like electronic drums that do do <laughs> and this shit it's like all right come on now <laughs> uh-huh. um yeah you you, you want to talk about the songs in this movie I, sure <laughs> <laughs> uh i feel like if it was on like a playlist on spotify i could have like a little bit of novelty fun mm-hmm. for like 10 minutes yeah this movie's packed to the brim <laughs> of just straight cheesy 80s like either like ballads or like anthems mm-hmm. absolute heresy <laughs> <laughs> yeah which i think could have worked but with the scenes they put them in i was a little like weirded out like yeah. rocky's like thinking about creed and his history and stuff and he's like feeling kind of sad about it mm-hmm. and but then like you have the 80s like kind of like pump song going with it yeah yeah or <laughs> i think like, the scene when he arrives in russia and like meets everybody would have been way better without a song in it it would have felt more of the starkness of russia the difference he feels i don't know but yeah because mm-hmm. i mean like there are clearly like pieces in here of the movie that like could have been great mm-hmm. and like with the music choices like you can tell that like i feel like the scene that you were talking about it felt like to me he shot that to not have music yeah because like i don't know it seems even like edited in that way but then there's just like a weird funky track happening over it mm-hmm. it's like why there seems to like be no purpose mm-hmm. this feels like a movie that was then like then like the the physical idea of the 80s like gobbled up and then spit out <laughs> you know mm-hmm. like i don't know it's weird it's not to say like rocky 3 wasn't very 80s it was mm-hmm. but like it didn't hamper it it didn't like it was just like a movie that had an 80s style this is the 80s that pooped out a movie mm-hmm. <laughs> like I, like there's not really much identifiable features of this besides that yeah and like i don't know you like do, do you want have anything else you want to add to that because i do want to talk about one thing the 80s style yeah yeah <laughs> so this movie oddly seems to be because you asked me this during the movie seems to be the most remembered of the series yeah right and i was gonna ask you why why like this is the more interesting conversation because the movie to me is not very interesting it's just a weird side quest right mm-hmm. why is this movie the one that seemingly has lasted like there's not like the running up the stairs bit there's not the theme Mm-hmm. there's not like some of some of the iconic like lines or whatever like yo adrian i did it or whatever right um but in terms of like what i hear especially even as a kid and you mentioned you heard this too like you often hear about rocky fighting the russian right there's the like this series is primarily known as an 80s franchise mm-hmm. when only really two really showed that off in any meaningful way right. this one in three yeah I think it's the whole U.S. Russia thing. It's kind of a maybe a patriarch sort of thing, pa- and, a patriotic thing. Yeah, yeah. I also think for a time it was very Cold War heavy, and a lot of the older people who are fans of Rocky maybe probably connected with that a lot. Yeah. Uh, and also if you view Rocky as just a straight up boxing franchise, it has a lot of that, and it the training and stuff is very stylized. Yeah. So, do you think that maybe like this is like that like mean you're gonna have to come to terms with the fact that maybe people don't look at this franchise as the way we do is like maybe the people look at this franchise as like just boxing and mm-hmm. that maybe that's why this one's one of the most famous even like with the new creed movies because like oh, yeah. i still hear like people like i mean there's a reason that like the first like set of characters the creed movies brought back was drago oh yeah he's freaking iconic mm-hmm. right so like and and I, I and I like Drago as a character like in isolation. Mm-hmm. Like he's and not only is he horrifying, but he's like interesting. I'd like to know no, more about him, and I think what happens to him after Rocky Four is super interesting. But we can't get out of the. We'll uh-huh. get there. <laughs> mm-hmm. But like, yeah, it's it, the historical context of it is interesting because, like, I hear a lot of people like modern people that like couldn't have been anywhere like over like ten years old when this came out that like think that this is the most awesome cheesy entertaining movie ever made it's maybe also rocky wins during it and like maybe arguably his most triumphant victory in that way (laughs) and like he trains the hardest in this 
and he does a he goes a lot of rounds he like i don't know i i i, don't I, know. <laughs> I, I feel the victories and everything in in like two and three way more yeah. i know i guess there's a lot more emotional stakes in those though you yeah <laughs> this one is like i mean i think i mentioned this to you off off the show but like that the the first three movies are dramas with boxing in them this is the first boxing movie that kind of has drama in it mm-hmm. and yeah. i think maybe i think maybe that's it because maybe this one is like more boilerplate it is more like accessible mm-hmm. and like a very easy to understand way yeah that's not a bad thing of course like i love plenty of like very basic things and i even enjoy this movie i enjoy a hell of a lot of it for the reasons that like take it down from being as good as the other ones mm-hmm. right because i don't like i mean i'm not sure how i'll end up rating this movie <laughs> on it because like it's kind of a mix between a two and a three for me because i'm like i enjoy it but i don't know how like good i really think it is as a story mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah see yeah, yeah. Cause I like my dad, like when he showed me this movies, these movies, he really only talked about the Russian when not talking about like any specific one of them. Mm-hmm. And like, yeah, I don't, I don't, I don't know what it is, man. It's, I, I, I think maybe this movie just went, got so over the top. It blew everything else over out of the thing. And it's just the Rocky Ford. <laughs> yeah. I, I think also maybe the, the dated aspect of it may, might help it. Because some people look at this as like a weird time capsule of the 80s cheese type thing. Mm-hmm. Maybe in the same way that I view Commando. Yeah, it doesn't have the 70s grit, I guess. Yeah, like yeah, yeah, yeah. absolutely. That's fair. Yeah, totally. Yeah, this is the most total entertainment out of it. It's very glossy. Know. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Not even not just the men, and they are very glossy. Oh, yeah. <laughs> but the women, too. Yeah. <laughs> and the children, too. <laughs> They're yeah. like animals. Go, Rocky. And I <laughs> slaughtered them like animals. So I, I have a I have a proposed idea for you. Okay. I think I, I, I want to propose like an alternate version of this movie. Okay. So the general setup is exactly the same. Where yeah. I think act, the first act does a good job of setting up the stakes. Yeah. Uh and so Rocky <laughs> Rocky has grown comfortable into where he is mm-hmm. and he's he's set in his own ways. He's 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 going through the motions. Um, but then, um, Ivan Drago comes and I, I'm not, I'm going to try to do the geopolitical stuff. I'm going to try oh, to do it. Oh, okay. Um, Drago comes from Russia and he's like, yo, America, you ain't nothing. <laughs> no, not, not like actually, no, he's, he's, I still like the stoic character that he is. I want to keep that. Mm-hmm. Um, but like the whole like hoopla yeah, around like all of it. He's like the polar opposite of Mr. T in the previous. Or even Apollo. Apollo. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Which they highlight very much in that fight. Um, mm-hmm. So yeah, he they come over and the whole hoopla around it is that he's the biggest fighter in the world and he's the most deadly human being that's ever existed. And mm-hmm. and he's going to kick the shit out of everyone. And so he kills Apollo. Mm-hmm. And then after that, A, cut out all the songs. <laughs> Get him out of here. Yeah. Start using the original themes. Easy fix. <laughs> um. I'd say probably get Adrian in this movie a damn lot more. Make her come make her come to Russia with Rocky instead of Polly cuz Polly has no reason to be there. Yeah, right. Even on a dramatic reason. I don't I don't care about how much I like that character even for a dramatic reason. It doesn't make any sense at all for Polly to be there. Mm-hmm. Get Adrian to come help help them reckon with their own way that they might have treated the Russians as they came and then let those moments of isolation between the two really set in, but then also them reaffirm their love as they go through. You get as much of like, even like, let's say a full on relationship drama between Rocky and Adrian. Mm -hmm. And then by the time we get to the final bout, there's no steroids. There's no nothing like that. It's just, and he's not cruel or anything like that. He maintains the attitude he had at the very beginning. And says something to the effect, instead of like, I must break you or like whatever. He says something to, the, something to the effect of like, good fight or something like that before he starts. Mm-hmm. And then the fight plays out almost the exact same way. Yeah. And then by the end, let's say that exact same end thing happens and he gives that big speech, it would feel a lot more earned. Mm-hmm. 
Because the idea that maybe Rocky at the very beginning of this got set into his ways of like boxing and all that, he might have lost track of the people in his life, say Adrian, and then them, and dealing with the whole xenophobic aspect of like how America treated them or how maybe even like Russian natives treat the U.S. Right. It's arguing. I don't know how Russia cared about the U.S. at this time. I'm assuming. I'm assuming they didn't like them. That probably for good reason. Whatever. <laughs> um, mm-hmm. Yeah. So I. I think. I mean, granted, this wouldn't have been my favorite Rocky movie, the one I'm pitching. Yeah. But with a small set of few changes, a few things of rearranged, a, a lot more time given to some things, mm-hmm. I feel like this could have been as good a Rocky movie as any of them. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. And, and maintain the, the actual goal they were going for here, which is like putting in there like a like a weird Russia versus America type deal. Mm-hmm. And you could even make it as over the top, like with like Apollo Creed's insane performance at the beginning, all the Russian crowds and all that at the at the end and all that. And like you could have done that. Uh-huh. Just take out the unnecessary parts. Yeah. Because like the unnecessary over the topness really takes this movie down yeah cut down the montages yeah maybe have one or, or just put like two. a lot more time in between them because there is literally a point in this movie where there's a montage where he's not all the way in it he's not feeling it you know mm-hmm. and adrian's there and the scene lasts for maybe 90 seconds and then there's another montage that happens after that with the song i sang at the beginning the song i sang <laughs> yeah it's a uh, and and then uh and then he's into it and then literally right after that montage happens the final fight starts it's 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 insane <laughs> it's like structure much no okay yeah i don't know it's weird so yeah that, that's kind of my weird little proposal is like a script doctor kind of more just like script advisor mm-hmm. yeah that's what i'd propose yeah that sounds sounds better yeah yeah just, yeah just give more time to the characters is what i'm hearing here precisely precisely let this be a rocky movie not a not a um, U.S. versus Russia, or how I learned to stop worrying and love American propaganda: colon Rocky, mm-hmm. yeah, <laughs> or or Rocky three point five, Rocky v Drago, the the, the crossover <laughs> comic event. <laughs> mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm sorry to all those Drag- Rocky four out fan, fans out there. <laughs> Drago to the polls, right, Drago so. to the polls. <laughs> yeah. Um. Yeah, I'm sorry to all the Rocky fan, 4 fans out there. I, I do like this movie. I think there's a lot of fun in it. I get why there's a lot of fans of it. I genuinely do. I understand why there's a lot of love for this movie. Mm-hmm. It's just not, like, my thing. Because, yeah. like, the fighting in this movie is incre- is very, like, it's incredibly physical. There's a lot of fun, like, fun stuff in it. I love the logistics at the beginning of the fight, where you can tell that Rocky has no idea how to even fight Drago because of how long his arms are. There's, mm. like plenty as you mentioned of funny moments there's like and, and the music if you're in the right mindset can really be fun and energetic if that's like the era that you like just have fun with even if you didn't grow up in it there's tons of things in this movie i could see you liking sylvester stallone is always fun to watch i don't care <laughs> yeah and of course ivan drago and played by dolph lundgren who we absolutely worth mentioning is super super good mm-hmm. so there's like a lot of fun stuff to like in this movie and sylvester stallone is a good director even if even though i do think that this movie is um at least a lot less thoughtfully directed than the others that he's made that i've seen the expendables is not very thoughtfully made as far as i could tell anyway uh, okay and i haven't seen uh staying alive yeah me either or, or paradise, paradise alley, alley. Yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. yeah rambo's so good <laughs> rambo is so good rambo's mm-hmm. so good how is that movie as good as it is after rambo 3 like rambo is the rocky balboa of the rambo wow yeah right <laughs> <laughs> it's just the name it should have been called john rambo <laughs> john (laughs) john my god it's like logan (laughs) Mm -hmm. um god anyway yeah i think that's uh (laughs) is there anything else you want to mention about it i have some trivia for you if you want but if there's anything else you want to mention about rocky four it's uh tyler share is my favorite part of the movie tyler share she's awesome yeah she's good and you know i think she was right when she was talking to rocky you know and then she came over to support him anyway because you know she loves him and that's sweet right as in what 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 did you mean that she was right she shouldn't have gone out. i mean uh rocky shouldn't have gone out and like fought drago yeah i mean because it was ego it was total ego yeah yeah so i feel like she gave in a little when she went to russia on it yeah but i mean i get it 
Yeah, I, I feel like if this was a more thoughtful relationship drama, like I mentioned, you could, you could like easily like understand that as like, you know, as just generally not like in terms of the theme of the film, but like generally in a relationship, even if you disagree with your partner, you kind of have to make like little like gives for each for each other and all that kind of thing. And like, like if, if you're a heavyweight boxing champion, husband is going off to Russia, even if you wholly disagree with him and, but this is just what is happening I'm going to go there and I'm going to support him. Mm-hmm. And she still is honest about it. So I feel like if this was a more on like a more like thoughtful drama about that, you could pass it off as that. But yeah, it, when you watch it, it more just comes off as her like thinking something and then suddenly not thinking it. And then the movie continues and doesn't care. Yeah. <laughs> yeah I mean, like even in the final fight, you're like, yeah, Rocky, you're going to do it. You're going to do, gonna it. do it. Rock. Yeah. Come on, rock. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no, she, tur- she turns into Burgess Meredith. The- yeah. <laughs> that would be awesome. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I miss, I miss him. I miss but, Mickey yeah. too. Yeah, rip, rip, R.I.P. Mickey. <laughs> mm-hmm. Alrighty. Um, would you like some uh, trivia? Okay. Yes, yeah, okay. I do. Uh, Stallone decided for the final fight that uh, Lundgren and him would actually hit each other for a good portion of it. Um, if I recall, it took a very short amount of time. It was about 15 seconds before he said, all right, we can't do that anymore. Huh. And, uh, he started to, um, I think they, I, I don't know what they started doing after that. Um, but he started to feel a pain in his chest at one point, but he ignored it later that night though. He, um, had difficulty breathing, got rushed to an emergency room. Apparently oh. Dolph Lundgren punched him so hard that his heart slammed against his breastplate and was swelling up. And it started cutting off all the oxygen from his body, and his blood pressure was like at two hundred. What? Yeah. So like, Dolph Lundgren almost like killed him. Huh. Wow. <laughs> yeah. Um. Apparently, Dolph Lundgren and Carl Weathers like absolutely hated each other. Wow. Um. Another movie where that. <laughs> yeah. So much, so much, so where, um, after an altercation that happened, and Dolph Lundgren through Carl Weathers into like a corner of the like rink on the set um, that Carl Weathers started like absolutely cursing on him and said he threatened to like quit the movie. Mm-hmm. And apparently they had to like stall like production for four days. That way Sylvester Stallone could like talk him into like finishing it. Wow. Yeah. And Dolph Lundgren like agreed to tone down his aggressiveness apparently. Even though, by the way, that the story sounds and the fact that, like, Carl Weathers did that before with uh, Mr. T, and Mr. T is known is n- known as nothing but a very nice man, and same with Dolph Lundgren, as far as I could tell. Granted, we don't know. Public personas. But... Yeah. Because, granted, Carl Weathers is same. But, um, yeah. Mm-hmm. Don't know. Odd. Weird. Interesting. Yeah. Just get along with people, Carl yeah, Weathers. Right. Yeah, yeah, right? What the hell? Um, this became, at the time, the highest-grossing Rocky film at $300 million in profit. Yeah. Um, the James Brown song "Living in America" before the first fight between um, Apollo Creed and Ivan oh, Drago yeah. was a uh, was released as a single and was the and was the last single in eleven years for James Brown to get to the top forty and the last single of his entire career to get to the top forty. Wow. Yeah. Very late career, James Brown. Yeah. yeah. Which uh, also worth noting, he did get a little revival in 1980 as well for the Blues Brothers. Oh yes. Um, <clears throat> I that wasn't written down. I just knew that. Um, <laughs> it was Dolph Lundgren's idea specifically to have his character so stoic and reserved. Um, in fact, d- because of that idea, and he liked Sylvester Stone so much, liked the idea that Dolph Lundgren had to juxtapose Ivan Drago with the past versions of like the past antagonists of these movies with like. Apollo and Clubber Lang and all that, um, that he took out dialogue and started filming him in a different way, like with a lot of close-ups on the eyes and a lot of like, just like head turns and such. He wanted to like really lean into that. And that was all Dolph Lundgren's idea. That's cool. That's cool. Yep. Um, original cut was an hour longer. Yep. Uh, the new leader's director's cut. I know very little about, uh, Stallone saw Polly's robot at a party and he put it in the movie because he found it amusing and wanted audiences to get a look at it, according to his own words. Ah, okay. <laughs> uh, Schwarzenegger helped him train. Uh, and yes, what is a... This movie was destroyed by the Razzie Awards. Mm-hmm. Um, the, the underdog Best Picture winning series is now being... is now being absolutely destroyed at the Razzies. Um, 
It did not win Worst Picture, but only because the other Stallone movie that came out this year did, which is Rambo 2. Oh, okay. Um, this movie did win for quite a few Razzies, though. One for Worst Actor, which Stallone shared for Rambo 2, so he won for both movies, Worst Actor. Interesting. Um, worst Supporting Actress for Bridget Nielsen, which is really weird. Bridget Nielsen is um, Ivan Drago's wife, yeah, who is barely in the movie, and I thought actually fairly good. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I liked how supportive she was. Yeah. yeah. Uh, worst Supporting Actress, Bridget Nielsen. Worst Director. Uh, worst New Star at one. Also, Bridget Nielsen. Gave her two Razzies in one night for being in a movie for like 10 minutes. Wow. Um, and Worst Musical Score at one four. Um, it was nominated for Worst Picture alongside Rambo 2 as well, worth mentioning. Worst Supporting Actor and Actress for Burt Young and Talia Shire. And mm. Worst Screenplay. Huh. All right. <laughs> it is a... So yeah, this this is one of the more famous Razzie movies. Okay. Because like, you know, after after this series like it's known as like a decline mm-hmm, right. at least in terms of like the razzy crowd yeah. and non-box office right. yeah right precisely this was like this is very much like a people's champion movie mm. <laughs> um i'm not gonna I'm, I'm not gonna say anything about star wars i'm not gonna say anything about star wars <laughs> i'm not gonna make a joke about how rogue one's the real star wars fans movie all right i'm not gonna make a joke about it okay um, sure so yeah, uh, yeah, it's uh, it's it's weird, and I definitely don't think this movie deserved all the Razzies it got. Because look, this is not a movie that either me or you enjoy, and there are a lot of people that enjoy this movie a damn lot more than me and you. It did not deserve any of these. Mm-hmm. Like, right. I do not care for the screenplay of this movie. I do not care for it. Right. This did not deserve a worst screenplay Razzie. Right. Yeah. Like, yeah, it's like really, really, it's Razzies. Uh, God, I'm I'm not a fan of the Razzies. <laughs> mm-hmm. Well. It's 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 such a hype train the Razzies, but um, yeah, that's what I got in terms of that. I didn't get much, but uh, I got the most interesting stuff I could when I, with the limited time I had. Yeah, it was good. Thank yeah. you, thank you, thank you. Yeah, yeah I wanted. No I, one here blames you. Oh, thank you. So I appreciate you. it. Yep. Yeah. All right. Oh, <laughs> I I had a health issue. I'm sorry. <laughs> I did my best. Mm-hmm. All right. Well, is that Rocky Four? That was, yeah. All right. Now we're going to do some horror and rom-com recommendations uh, from mm-hmm. Luke and me. Uh, I want to hear I want to hear from you, Luke. Okay. I got a sponsor here. So uh, yeah. Oh, we, oh, we got a sponsor. Right. Right. Of course. Of course. I am so... <laughs> yeah. I apologize deeply to our sponsor for yeah, um, forgetting. How could you forget about the every week's sponsor, you know? Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, yeah. All right. Mm-hmm. So here we go. Here's the script. All right. The script that you're reading. You were sent in to read this. Of course. Yeah. yeah. Okay. You're walking down a grassy hill on a bright sunny day. (laughs) You see a couple kissing on a bench. You see dogs playing together in a field. You feel the cool wind caress you. This sounds really nice. (laughs) You feel the cool wind caress you as it breezes on by. You smell roses and poppies. You hear the sound of bluebirds singing in the distance. Uh You reach down and feel the soft texture of some mushrooms. Then you look out at the beautiful at the beautiful horizon and see the most beautiful thing of all, the new twenty twenty two Volvo Luxembourg. <laughs> it's more mileage than you can sink your teeth into. It handles well in all terrain, rain, snow, or shine. It has top quality air conditioning, and best of all, it's shiny. Only five hundred and seventy five thousand dollars. All right. <laughs> Thanks to Volvo for that. <laughs> Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, damn. Well, that was a that was a. Well, I must say, if there's one thing I remember from that ad, it's the beautiful landscape. <laughs> Thanks. I meant what? All right. <laughs> <laughs> uh, uh, yeah. All right. So, what's the rom com you got, Luke? Uh, sponsored by Volvo. Yeah, I got. I got Leap Year. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, this uh, Amy Adams movie, Matthew Good. I like it. Amy Adams. Yeah. Uh. So this is about. Uh, so Amy Adams, there's he, he uh, has a has a boyfriend of like four years, and uh, he he like gives her this like case, and like she thinks he's gonna propose, and she opens the little case, and there are two earrings in it actually, okay. and so uh, she's disappointed. He goes off to Ireland uh, on for like a work trip, and she finds out about a certain tradition in Ireland that on Leap Day, 
the women can propose to the men and the men can't turn it down and that's a tradition in ireland oh uh, so basically she wants to force him <laughs> to marry her <laughs> and that's the thing and uh so she travels to ireland and meets this one guy to like transport her to to the place yeah uh yeah matthew good and they hate each other and he calls her out all the time on like her like basically trying to force them to marry her uh <laughs> and they have really good uh negative chemistry <laughs> uh and you know what matthew good's a lot reliable rom-com guy you know he wasn't imagine me and you which i love okay yeah and uh he wasn't uh what was that oh chasing liberty he was the main guy in that and that was i like him in a lot of stuff yeah yeah, he's a Aussie Manius, right? Yeah, he's Aussie yeah. Manius and Watchmen. He's in the Imitation Game. I really like him in A Single Man. He's in a lot of good stuff. Oh yeah, John Lithgow appeared for one scene. Oh, I yeah. watched I watched Cliffhanger with him in that this year, not this this week. Sorry, yeah, he's really good in that. Anyway, go ahead. Uh-huh. It was <laughs> this year, yeah. Uh, yeah. Cliffhanger that came out this yeah. year, the nineteen ninety three film. It has the charm of Ireland, and it the desires people there are delightful. Uh, interesting gags like. They go and stay at this one place, and the woman there is like, you know the last couple that stayed here? They weren't even married. And you know what I did? I kicked them out. <laughs> and so she's like, you guys are married, right? And they're like, yeah, yeah, we're married. Yeah, we, we love each other and stuff. And so they have to pretend to be married for a portion of the movie. Uh, yeah. But you know what? It's not the greatest rom-com I've ever seen. But, you know, it was good. It was recommended to me. So I watched it, and, you know... You know, Amy Adams is reliable too. I should mention that. So, uh, yeah, she's she's in one of the best freaking. She like last decade for her was like one of the coolest like decade runs by an actress I've ever seen. Yeah, yeah. This was 2010, so that's yeah, part right. of that run. Yeah, it's right. awesome, <laughs> cool. All right, what do you got? Well, I have like a lot because one thing I did manage to do over the last while is watch a bunch of movies. Mm-hmm. Um, I wanna I'm gonna do a few, so I'm gonna kind of like rapid fire them. Um, there's one movie in set that was made in 79 by lucio fulci it was uh it's called a lot of things what either zombie zombie flesh eater zombie 2 whatever you th- whatever like you find it to be it is a weird uh low budget italian like kind of gorno type deal it's really fun there's a lot of like awesome b-movie acting the effects are awesome the environment is great the island thing the de- decayed zombies are freaking awesome there's a lot of great scenes in it and it's a slow burn for a while but then once it really starts it really starts and there's some just really wild stuff in this movie man i think it's absolutely necessary for anyone that like really wants to get into horror really if you're like if you're a horror person then this is an absolute must see if you want your horror phd like unavoidable it's also quite funny there's a lot of funny stuff in it too awesome so yeah um this rapid fire rapid fire uh spree uh 2020 that's a horror movie it's it's horror jason it's okay um it's about a dude that's essentially like an uber driver but also at the same time like essentially the equivalent of like a twitch streamer Mm -hmm. um and he he streams his rides and he murders people okay and it's about it all takes place over this one night it is um essentially found footage it's all in like phone screens and like and like live streams and such um mm-hmm. so yeah and it's just one night of him trying his absolute best to achieve virality when he is basically d- had nothing but total and utter obscurity mm-hmm. it's very good it's um produced by drake and future really the rappers which freaked me out because i'm not a fan but <laughs> I haven't listened to a lot of either of their stuff, to be fair, but like, what I, I, I have heard, I haven't. Uh, but worth noting, Joe Keery is the main character in this, and he is very, 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 very good. Sashir Zamata is also great, and David Arquette's in it for not long, but he's very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and there's just some, if you're an internet savvy, there are some people you might recognize in this, like Joshua Oval or Frankie Grande or something like that. So, mm-hmm. Yeah, good stuff. I watched the My Bloody Valentine remake that was in 3D and it was awful. I watched, um, I rewatched Scream with you, mm-hmm. the new one, and it's freaking excellent. It's one of my favorite things I've ever seen in my life, unironically. Um, oh. uh, I watched Lords of Salem with you. 
Oh, yes. Uh, it's one of the better Rob Zombie movies I've seen, even though it's not really my bag. Um, but finally, I want to mention, to cap everything off, uh, of course, what everyone knows is the greatest horror movie ever made, Slumber Party Massacre 2. Right, yeah, everyone knows. The light sequel to the first film, in which instead of just a normal man with a drill coming and haunting these Slumber Party Massacre women, it is a weird dream stalker with a electric guitar drill mm. that is insane. And this is also kind of a musical and a slasher, but kind of, but not really. Mm. And it's insane, and I don't want to mention that much specifics about it. This is one of those movies, and you all know what kind of movies. If you listen to this, you know what kind of movie I'm talking about. That kind of movie where you just tell someone, you said, I'm not going to tell you anything about this. Uh-huh. Just watch it. You don't really need to know that much about the first movie to see this one. It mm-hmm. helps, but you don't really need to know. What you need to know is that there was a slumber party massacre in the first one where a guy, just a regular dude with a drill, went and stalked and killed these kids. Okay. And the main character in this one is the the sister, the younger sister of the survivor of the first one. Right. Okay. That's really all you need to know. There you go. Sweet. So, yeah, I'm, I'm going to intentionally be very vague with that one. So yeah, that that one's a high recommend. Let me tell you, I haven't had that much fun watching a horror movie in a long time. In a long time. <laughs> it was awesome. Yeah. And you just watched Scream. But yeah. yeah, Scream is a notable exception. <laughs> All right. Um, yeah. So yeah. It sounds interesting. Yeah. Uh, it's insane. Right. Yeah. It's also very short, so. Is there a massacre? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. All right, sweet. All right, well, uh, you're up for our lazy talk. Yeah. Well, what do you What do you want to talk about? What are you thinking? You want to talk about the Oscar nominees? Okay, that's what I had. Yeah, all right, let's just talk about the Oscar noms. Yeah. <laughs> okay, so as of recording, this came out this morning. Mm-hmm. Um, Shoot, do you have it pulled up? All right, I no. do have it pulled up. Uh, okay. Nah, I got this. No. You got <laughs> I, I actually, I literally have it pulled all up right, in front fine, of me right fine, now. fine, fine, do it. All right, so <laughs> what are we, what are we leaving off here? <laughs> what? Excuse me. What? What are we, so we're just doing best picture noms right now? Sure, let's, yeah. All right, all right. Uh, so just at first, general opinions, how are the Oscar noms, though? Uh, you know, there are some worthy nominations in there, but I mean. It's pretty bad. It's. <laughs> <laughs> wow, all right. So it's uh, going to be sorry. like that. Right. I'm sorry, man. Mm-hmm. Like, look, okay. Some of the, obviously the ones I haven't seen, I'm not, I can't speak too much to. But like, so like Belfast, best picture. Mm-hmm. No idea. I heard it's great. Coda yeah. also heard it was great. Don't look up. Now look. <laughs> <laughs> it was a good movie. Yeah. Best picture though. Yeah. 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 It's a good movie. Look, I, I I like that. I liked a lot of it, but like I I don't know. It's like eh. <laughs> uh, Drive My Car, a Japanese movie that I have no idea what yeah. that is. Uh, Dune. Dune. Yeah. yeah. Uh, which um, I'm like I can't think of a genre movie that has as many nominations as it, as it does. I think it's like eleven or ten. Mm-hmm. Like I think people are probably mostly happy about this, right? Yeah, I assume people are really like insanely happy about Dune. Worth mm-hmm. noting though, Dune is not nominated for Best Director. Oh, interesting. I yeah. didn't realize that. Yeah. Um. So that's a very odd choice that they'd like give so much stuff to that, but not director. Mm-hmm. Weird. Um, King Richard for Best Picture after that. Okay. Like, look, I really don't like this movie. <laughs> I, I, I borderline hate it. But, uh, mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I do not fuck with that one. Uh, Licorice Pizza, good, glad, hey. excellent. Nightmare Alley, good, glad, excellent. <laughs> um, the Power of the Dog got 12 nominations. Record setting, 12 mm. nominations. Yeah. The Jane Campion Netflix movie with Benedict Cumberbatch in it. That seemingly, as far as I could tell, an online discourse kind of just came and went, and people said it was good, and like, all right. Yeah. So, like, yeah, I, I'm planning to watch this today. Mm-hmm. Because, like, it must be, like, something, right? It has to be, right? I mean... Well, I... <laughs> <laughs> I mean, like, I don't know. I wouldn't have considered... Like, I like Green Book. I'm a defender of that movie, to a certain extent. Not for a lot of the reasons people dislike that movie. There are very valid reasons you should dislike that movie. But, mm-hmm. um... Yeah, I wouldn't have considered Green Book like anything like crazy in that one, you know? Right. So, who knows? Do you think Power of the Dog will win? Or is this one of those that like got all these nominations and it's going to like win nothing? 
I'd like to see it before I answer that question. That's fair. That's fair. That's fair. Uh, West Side Story is the final one. Yeah. Mm-hmm. With the. Uh, yeah. Not very surprising. No. But, uh, not at all. You know. Um, I could see that winning. Absolutely. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah. You know the movie that would be nominated, and would win. What uh wasn't? Yeah, the mo- the movie I thought would get nominated and win didn't even get nominated. Uh, the tragedy of Macbeth, I assume. Yeah. Granted, that was before I saw it. Mm-hmm. And now that I have seen it, I kind of get it. Because oh. it's a, a weird, nightmare <laughs> like, it's kind of, like, stark and just, it's 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 not like a, it's not accessible in a way that an Oscar movie would need to be. Ah, uh, okay. So, like, at least in that, in that specific way, good, good on you, Joel Cohen, for, for not giving in to what would be one of the easiest things for you to win Best Picture for. Right. And just making the best piece of art that you wanted to. Good job. I wasn't a big fan of it, but like, seriously, very happy for you, Joe Cohen. I'm very, very happy for you. Mm-hmm. So yeah, I'm um, worthy of noting there are quite a few snubs here. Right. Granted, I haven't seen a few of these, but... Like, the French Dispatch. The French, French dispatch. dispatch. For me, The Last Duel mm-hmm. is one of the biggest ones here. Yeah. Like, like You know, I expect Zack Snyder's Justice League to be nominated. I mean... Yeah, same. I, that is my favorite movie last year. So. I would have rather Spencer get nominated than some of these that I have seen on here. Mm-hmm. Um, well, yeah, yeah, I mean, Pig. I, Pig, yeah, Pig got nothing. Not even Nicolas Cage got nom mm-hmm. for Pig. Which, I mean, granted, we, we both predicted. Right. But, like, because, like, no one takes Nicolas Cage seriously in Hollywood for some reason. Because mm-hmm. I mean I've mentioned this, but Did if you he think win an Oscar, like yeah, people, I don't know. right? But like, it, but like he, his modern like reputation is that he's a bad actor. But like, mm-hmm. if you think that that Nicolas Cage is a bad actor, you haven't seen a lot of his movies. Because mm-hmm. like, man is like I mean, not every movie is great when you like make as many as he does. But like, if you like look and look at the ones people are talking about, he's had a damn lot of good performances over the past few years. Mm-hmm. The last decade was insane for him. Yeah. Like, I mean, and even just not, not like just Ghost Rider, you know? <laughs> but like, I mean, like Mandy, Color Out of Space, Pig, you know, like all, a bunch of excellent stuff. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he's, he's a great actor. Give him more than just this, all right? And I think Spirit of Vengeance is really fun, all right? <laughs> <laughs> uh-huh. Um, Best director, we have Kenneth Branagh, uh, Oh, God, I'm not going to say this right. Ryusuke Hamaguchi for Drive My Car? Hamaguchi. The no, Hasaguchi. No, no it's, it, it's a Japanese man. <laughs> <laughs> um, PTA for Licorice Pizza, Jane Campion for The Power of the Dog, and Steven Spielberg for West Side Story. I've only seen two of the five of these, and you've seen three of five. Yeah, Kenneth Bono. Yeah. One. Yeah. And we've both seen Licorice Pizza and West Side Story. Right. Weird. Uh a notable like ridley scott came out with two big oscar type movies this year and he didn't get nominated for one and you know he's like a incredibly well-respected director very right. surprising on there for me um wes anderson wes nothing anderson, yeah. david lowry no green knight anywhere here which is insane. yeah no green knight i forgot to mention that yeah, yeah. uh yeah man it's, i imagine there's plenty we're forgetting but uh it's like this is just like a little thing like of like yeah there there are plenty they could have put in here Mm-hmm. like and even like when you want to look like at like the more blockbustery type stuff like visual effects mm-hmm. like two marvel movies got nominated shang chi and no way home yeah the best visual effects in a marvel movie this year was eternals 100 percent, yeah <laughs> easily for me and like i'm not a visual effects artist but like and like granted shang chi and of course no way home had excellent visual effects in many parts mm-hmm. but even for me, especially No Way Home, in a few points, kind of looked like it was shot in a shoebox. <laughs> like, it was very obviously the filming was affected by COVID-19 restrictions and all that. Mm-hmm. And, like, put the Suicide Squad in there. Yeah. That's insane that that wasn't put in there, you know? For visual uh-huh. effects, Star looks incredible. Mm-hmm. Looks really good. Godzilla versus Kong was a nomination. Yeah! Like, what the hell? <laughs> um also like and and i'm just gonna say this as always like i know i'm a broken record at this point but there's like so little horror in here Mm -hmm. like i mean even if you don't want to put like freaking malignant in there fine put Candyman in there 
the beautiful looking thematically rich film the, like to do it <laughs> like i mean i i love spiral even i thought that was really fun a quiet place part two is some of the best tension of all year last night in soho last night in soho get production design like, I don't know. production design or, or sound or cinematography yeah. they didn't get sound oh i bet it did <laughs> <laughs> look just because a movie is loud does not make it have good sound everybody it got yeah. score it did get sound it was nominated <laughs> along west side story the power of the dog no time to die and belfast and also worth noting in blockbuster space no time to die very little yeah which is insane. What did it get? Cinematography? Is that what it got? It got sound here. And it got best song for the Billie Eilish track. Right. Um, I wonder what song's going to win. <laughs> it's probably going to be No Time to Die. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Because, I mean, like, you know, Bond movies often win. Like, Spectre, like the writing on the wall one. Nominated right. for three Oscars, uh, original song, visual effects, and sound. Okay. The visual effects were excellent in it. They were so excellent. They were barely noticeable, and a lot of it was shot during COVID nineteen, if I recall. Mm. Wait, no, it wasn't. It was Did delayed. Right, 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 right. <laughs> Sorry, my bad. Um, yeah, it's a, but the visual effects in it were awesome. Like it's it's the kind of awesome visual effects that like, nineteen seventeen had, for example, to where like you don't even think about there being like, a lot of CG effects, but a lot of those environments weren't fucking real. Mm-hmm. <laughs> like the entire base at the end probably had to be like a lot of that weren't real sets. Like I bet so like yeah and if they were put it in production design yeah. <laughs> you know it's yeah, being visual effects no uh snyder no army to dead or Zack snyder's justice league yeah. Yeah. i can see the argument for Zack snyder's justice league is and it's just like another cut of a movie we got uh-huh. so like i can understand maybe like some kind of like i mean the original, semantical the, issue the 2017 justice league the visual effects in that uh, weren't, uh they were horrible great uh, yeah so i mean I don't really I'm, see that. Yeah, I'm but, saying, uh, but like, I don't, Army of the Dead did have fantastic visual effects, and some yeah. of the just like the generally like best like I mean, it, it's Snyder. He has excellent cinematography. Yeah, has Snyder ever been nominated for an Oscar? I don't think so. But let me check. Damn. But he came out with two bangers this year. Yeah. Oh well, it's fine. Yeah. Um, no, no Oscar noms. The highest caliber award he's been nominated for, according to IMDb, is an Academy of Science Fiction fantasy and horror film award the saturn awards huh. he's been nominated for three saturn awards two for quiet place part d wasn't nominated for some <laughs> yeah true even though it was not nom- the first one was nominated in the year it came out yeah interesting so, okay yeah it's just it's disappointing it's weird but maybe after watching some of the other movies that were nominated mm-hmm. i'll get it i really want to see belfast i'll get on that very quick yeah. i just realized uh, the sparks brothers wasn't nominated for documentary yeah, but... oh right yeah that was like the oscars always has that though right like like there's always like a really big documentary that came out in a year and then that like just doesn't nominate it for whatever reason mm-hmm. that like fairly off like i remember like there being a really big like uproar over won't you be my neighbor oh yeah not getting an arm mm-hmm. apollo uh 18 i think was right that apollo, yeah that was another one right, right right yeah i'm looking for it i'm looking for it um yeah, yeah speaking of i mean i really want to see flea it's probably they did a good job with animated nominees they uh, did right i'm, I'm checking yeah. i'm checking documentary real quick hold on yeah. please one of my most anticipated movies to see in this nominated thing I'm... right i really want to see summer of soul as well which is also nominated for documentary yeah. there's ascension attica flea summer soul and riding with fire which i haven't yeah. heard of yeah attica i'm very interested in is that based on the like prison it's based on a very original attica like prison okay stuff, okay yeah. Yeah, yeah i didn't assume it was based on dog day afternoon <laughs> No. Um, but best animated film was excellent. Yeah, it was a uh, Right Last Dragon, Encanto, Luca. <laughs> Luca, and Flea, and Mitchell's versus the Machines. Right, excellent yeah. stuff all the way around. What do you think is going to win that? Because that's like pretty stacked. I think there's an underdog chance for Mitchell's versus the Machines to win because of Spider Verse. Mm-hmm. I think if you want to go populist, it's going to be Luca probably. I don't know if what's viewed as better Encanto or Ryan the Last Dragon so i think I the know. hype's around in kanto for the people but i think critically ryan the last dragon's getting more as far as i'm seeing mm-hmm. so i i could see it yeah sure um i think luca may be a little quaint i don't know for maybe people to that's fair word, but, but i don't know hey uh, maybe the oscar it is pixar that. so i mean whatever yeah, that's what i was saying it's like the pixar thing yeah it's always the 
another weird thing that like blatantly made me like double take when I saw it is that the first nominee for best makeup and hairstyling is coming to America. Right. Yeah. It's because Eddie Murphy plays a bunch of people in it, I assume. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. Um, and of course we have the eyes of Tammy Faye in there because, because there's prosthetics on a person and they give a performance. That means it's the best makeup that's ever been done ever in the history of time. Uh-huh. <laughs> Great. Uh, Dune got nominated for a million things. Like, okay things that i blatantly think were done poorly in it like sound right or for me production design oh like like okay look i understand it's epic there's a lot of very epic things in it but in terms of how well that ended up telling the detailed story of arrakis Mm -hmm. and what that when it happened to me the production design distracted from it a little bit like how empty a lot of the rooms were and how empty a lot of the landscapes were i'm not even talking about like the sand i mean like if it's like just like in a room over like that has an overhanging like bit of sunlight coming through it or whatever. And it's just a room. There's Mm -hmm. so little detail is like, like, I don't know. And of course that's not the true for every scene. There are some immaculately done scenes admittedly, Mm -hmm. but then there's a lot that I wrote specifically recall, like to me feeling distracting on a production design level. Mm -hmm. Best visual effects, free guy, like, okay. Yeah, like I mean, honestly, like I mean, I wouldn't have wanted this nominated, but I would have rather like Venom be nominated than Free Guy, because like Free Guy has like intentionally kind of like weird video gamey effects in it. Maybe that's why it was nominated. Yeah, it's very visually effects heavy. That maybe. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. But then again, like it's kind of like just because there's a lot of sound, like it's really loud. Just because there's a lot of visual effects does not mean it's good visual effects. Mm -hmm. Um, good thing uh, that. Andrew Garfield got nominated for Best Actor, and that Kristen Stewart got nominated for Best Actress. Yeah. Uh, best Score, there's some odd ones, like Don't Look Up. I don't think anyone remembers that score. Mm-hmm. Uh, I bet Costume Design. Uh, I, I I don't know what's going to win for this one, because Cruella is like, has a lot of different cool stuff in it. Yeah, House of Gucci, other than that. Uh, nope, there's no House of Gucci. And Costume Design? Nope. What was it nominated for? Makeup? Uh, makeup, yeah. Oh. Makeup and hairstyling. That's weird. Which okay. is bizarre, right? <laughs> anyway, um, it, it's also a weird thing. House of Gucci got more nominations than the Last Duel did, uh-huh. which is zero. zero. Yeah. <laughs> um, Cyrano, which I think I briefly heard of. Um, I have no idea what that is for best costume design. Dune for best costume design, which Cyrano like the musical. Right, right, yeah, right, 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 right. The oh, Peter Dinklage. The thing that hasn't come out yet. The Peter Dinklage and Haley Bennett's in that, yeah. yeah. Uh, Dune got nominated for Best Costume Design, which of course did um, whatever. Mm-hmm. Nightmare Alley, I think, could deserve, could well deserve it. Excellent. And West Side Story got nominated. Yeah. Which, fine. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah, I don't know. It's like, yeah, it's that's the thing. with this These Oscars, because there's like a few wild cards I haven't seen in there, but of what I do know, there's still a lot of like, ah, I don't... I would have rather other stuff, <laughs> uh-huh. you know. Right. It's yeah. just, eh. <laughs> I, I, I'm, 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 I'm torn because, like, so okay. So out of everything that's nominated for Best Picture, what would you want to win? Would you like me to read them again? Yes. Okay. Belfast, Coda, Don't Look Up, Drive My Car, Dune, King Richard, Liquor's Pizza, Nightmare Alley, The Power of the Dog, and West Side Story. Liquor's pizza would be awesome. Not gonna happen, but you know. No, if if you were the one deciding, if you were Liquor's the final pizza. vote, your final vote, Liquor's pizza. Mm-hmm. I think I'm Nightmare Alley. Yeah, and I, one of those two, you know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, those two. Uh, yeah, I don't know, and I bet I bet I'll like some of these other movies that I haven't seen. Like I'm really excited to see Coda, for example, and Belfast. Yeah, I'm interested in driving my car. Very interested in that as well. Mm-hmm. Um. But yeah, it's a, what an odd set of films we've got here. Mm-hmm. And what an equally, I imagine, puzzling ceremony it's going to be. Maybe we'll have another uh, game show type of thing. Oh, God. Know. Where, like, they go up to, like, was it Helen Mirren? Was it Glenn Close? Glenn Close. And they were like, yo, what's this rap lyric or whatever? Yeah, do the butt. Yeah. Oh, do the butt thing, right. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what we as a movie-going audience want to see. Mm-hmm. Thanks, Oscars. <laughs> Thanks, uh, Soderbergh. Thank. Oh, what? I, I really hope that wasn't his idea. Oh, <laughs> mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, but anyway, um, 
I don't recall hearing who's hosting. I don't really care. Maybe no host again. Okay, fine, great. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Who was the last host? Michael Sarah. No. What? No. <laughs> no last... one was the host last time. Yeah, yeah, but like who was like the last person that did host? I don't know. Jimmy Kimmel. Um... No, no way, right? There was definitely someone after that. Yeah, I could have typed it. Jimmy Kimmel in 2017 and 2018. Okay. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, I guess we'll see what happens. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. But yeah. anyway, definitely check out our um, ranked episode where we rank all the movies that we watched from 2021, according to Letterboxd. Right. Because, like, there's a lot of great stuff. Mm-hmm. on all on whether it be the smallest of indie films or the biggest of blockbusters mm-hmm. we, we we cover a lot of bases and there's great stuff on all fronts there mm-hmm. so like definitely watch bunch 2021 stuff it's great um i know in, in 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 real life me and my girlfriend are gonna do our own oscars and just have fun with it maybe mm-hmm. maybe we'll do that right around the time the oscar ceremony happens and in, in on the show i don't know maybe not because we were gonna do it at the end of the year last year but then we didn't I don't know. We'll see. <laughs> mm-hmm. um, yeah. yeah, I think that's uh, that the show. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So um, thank you all for listening. There's a Letterboxd links in the description. There's an email if you want to email us. Uh, yeah, uh, we're going we're gonna to come back next week with a movie that Luke has decided. Mm-hmm. What do we got? We got Gremlins 2, the new batch. Gremlins 2, the new batch. All right, I was thinking we could. Yeah. HBO Max, you can watch it. All right. And rent it. The usual places, motherfucker. No, okay. (laughs) Um, So watch Gremlins 2, the new batch, motherfucker. Mm -hmm. Um, Up until the next episode, we'll be spoiling the hell out of it, as we did Rocky 4 here. We're going to do a little break for Rocky for a little bit. It won't, I'm I'm hoping not too long, but, uh, because I do want to finish the series when they have three left. Uh Um, No, we have four left oh i I always forget about rocky balboa (laughs) Uh. um yeah we have four left we're we're halfway there um so whoa uh yeah we hope you enjoyed the episode i promise next time i'll be more high energy i'm still recovering i'll be i'll be i'll be a spring chicken by the next next episode but yeah i hope you enjoyed at least the conversation i hope you uh Hmm. i hope you enjoyed rocky four tell us what you thought of it and all the different ways we told you you can contact us and yeah have a great time be good to one another be good people be all that good stuff we'll see Mm -hmm. you next time all right see you later bye -bye. all right cool all right (laughs)